Welcome to a Wholeness Podcast, a healthy home for hair professionals and our clients. I'm your host, Fliss Downs, aka The Yoga Barber. Come on in. Hey, hey, beautiful beings, how are you going? On today's episode, I'm joined by Keegan, a successful former PT and gym owner turned barber apprentice. Being in his 30s, a millennial like myself, he joined the hair industry a matter of 10 weeks ago, and Keegan brings so much enthusiasm to the table. An energy which is catching, and he certainly brought a spark back within myself when it comes to the way I perceive the industry. So what are we waiting for? Let's get stuck into it. Is this in the barbershop that you're now in? No, so I'm not there anymore. Hey, update me with what's going on yeah. then. <clears throat> Yeah, so I went there and it was all fine. There was nothing wrong with what I did or anything like that. The owner just spoke to the accountant and was just like, we just don't have, the accountant said, we don't have the money to pay somebody to be sweeping floors if they're not bringing clients in. Yeah, that's fair enough. So I get that, you know, owned a business myself, you know, like I understand completely. And it's not just in the hair industry, that's other service industries where somebody's actually physically having to work for their time and their salary. Mm -hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and that's something that I've become mm-hmm. really conscious of recently is going, oh my goodness, I, it's only properly dawning on me that I'm physically at work in my time of my life, purely so an employer can pay me. Because if I don't have yeah. clients, the employer can't pay me really. There's, yeah, exactly. Money's not coming from anywhere else because the money's coming from the services that we provide. 100%. You know, so I think it's actually common in the industry that people have to be let off if they're not bringing in the income. And it's just that you've obviously started your career. You've run in the industry as an apprentice, so you've been the floor, seeing the clients. Yes, that's all important to help the shop floor run really well, but Mm. you're not actively bringing in the money all the other people bring in the money and they're then paying for your income. And it's it's just blowing my mind away recently that I've only registered this going, oh my God, I've yeah. been for 18 years and I'm yeah. only just thinking about this. But yet when I was self-employed in the UK, I knew if I wasn't working, I was not going to earn money. And yeah. for me, it's just something that started to really come to mind going, I don't want to have to work my time to earn an income. Yeah. It's just, it's a really big talk in the industry. I don't know whether you start hearing a little bit about it, but like Owen and Lee, there are a couple of barbers that are just outside of Melbourne and a few other barbers. I've got a guy called Jake. He's over in Europe now. Yeah. I've got a couple of other people up in Queensland and we're all just starting to have that real honest conversation going, we don't want to be cutting a hundred clients a week. Mm. Doing it back to back full time takes the fun out of the job. And I don't notice that that, that started being a conversation online at all amongst some barbers or have you not really seen that? I've definitely seen that. Yeah. But that's the thing, you know, what are you going to do? Are you going to be cutting, are you going to be cutting 100, 100 clients a week for for the next 10 to 15 years? It's it's not viable. 
No, not so ever. It's not good on yeah. our on our physical, mental, emotional, spiritual well being. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Whereas for you, you're in a completely different scenario. You're just starting in this industry. So you need to be cutting full time to gain your experience, <laughs> gain your knowledge, to build your clientele. And then you can go off into whatever directions. I mean, you can go off into yeah, all directions yeah. even now. You, you can still teach and educate online, even though you're an apprentice, because you could be educating online what you're yeah. learning right now. There's nothing stopping yeah. you from sharing your education and your experiences, you know? So you're in this prime, prime area. I get so excited when people such as yourself come into the industry and have a passion the way that you do, because mm. it reminds me and takes me back to who I once was within the industry. And it ignites that little flame that I once had. And I remember that so much. Um, and well, that's good. I'm glad that it, I'm glad that it's ignited you, mm. your passion again. It's lush and to just be able to be on this journey with you and to think that we've just connected online and that's it. I can't yeah. I can't even begin to put into words in terms of how amazing it is that you can purely find somebody online, you resonate with them, there's this alignment, and then before you know it, we're doing something like this. Yeah. But you know what? I think that that's one of the cool things about this industry. And I especially noticed it at my school anyway. So many people from so many different walks of life who who walk their own life as well. Some people are very hipster vibe. Some people are very street vibe. Some like there's just, there's so many, there's so many different types of people in my school yet outside of here, we probably wouldn't even speak to each other. Yeah. And that's because of school necessarily. I mean, yes, it is because we're there, but no, it's because of what we're doing that it's this weird thing that, there's no wall there anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, if you saw a type of person that you would never speak to in a pub, you wouldn't talk to that person. You know, even if they did hair and you did hair, if they're not your person, you're never speaking to them. Yet when we're at school or even just online as well, we're all so invested in what we do, what we're creating, the cool things that he did, the cool things that she did. It's just about sharing that experience and like, oh my God, how did you do that? I'd love to learn how you did that. You know, yeah. do you have a head sheet of that? What color did you use? It's like, yeah, it's crazy. It's fascinating that you're doing a barbering course, mm -hmm. but yet you're also witnessing the hairdressing side mm -hmm. and you're going, oh, cool. Like what color is this? You know? Yeah, because there's. I think we've discussed before that there's a division between the hair industry and the barbering industry, and it's 100%. now only starting to kind of like merge together. Only just, I know from a number of the barbers that I follow online, they mm. are starting to educate long haircuts because that's yeah. what guys have now these days it's no longer this stereotypical thing of like you're a guy you have short hair you're a woman you have long hair because if you think about it now as well and I don't know whether you've witnessed this through Beaver Academy of course we've got the LBTQ community yeah actually 
you know, you do see females with really short hair. You do see men with really long hair. Or you might have somebody that are they and them that have um, a more of a feminine haircut, but yet mm -hmm. they their appearance might be more masculine, you know? And it's just... yeah. It's so fascinating to start seeing this all merge. And we have everything at Beaver Academy because it's in Fitzroy. That's yeah. part of it. And of course, you know, we're very accepting of everybody. Of course mm -hmm. we are. You know, in what world are you not, right? You know, you're living in dreamland if you're not accepting as yeah. a business of every walk of life. Whether you like that person or you don't, strip it back to the bare bones of it. That business that just walks through your front door. Mm -hmm. Are you really going to say no to business? Exactly. You know, stripping it all back, taking away all the niceties out of it, you know. But yeah. but then dressing it back up again, like absolutely, like of course I'm gonna help you. Like what what can I do for you today? You know, so yeah, no, we see everything. A barber the other day, he cut a girl's hair because she wanted a Chelsea cut. She wanted a Chelsea cut. She wanted a Chelsea cut. Wow. Did she have, and she had long hair and she was going to go for a Chelsea cut? Nah, no, so she's had, like, a Chelsea cut is her style. Right, okay, so she'd already she had, had. Yeah, she just happened to come in this day to see us to get it done and, and she was sent through to the barber, um, the barber shop for it because clippers aren't really used on the cuttings in the female side of our uh, school. Um, uh, apart from like, mini trimmers for necklines and things like that for bobs and stuff but otherwise it's like go to the so she got sent to the barbershop and got this cut and it was like it was wild a Chelsea cut the wild haircut but she loved it you know she was like this is amazing like you've done such a good job you know crazy oh, but do you know it's, what? Wild. it's wild some of the haircuts that we see absolutely yeah. and have you noticed so far now since being in the industry of names of haircuts, such as the Chelsea mm -hmm. and before, would have you even known what that was? And have you ever come no. across yet for somebody to come in and be like, I want a Chelsea haircut? And you're like, uh, excuse me, what? what's a Chelsea haircut? And then you've got to Google it and go, what's a Chelsea yeah. haircut? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then there's all these buzzwords as well. Like so many buzzwords going around at the moment, you know, like the butterfly cut. Uh, no, that's new to you know, me. Like, and I saw that on your... Yeah, um, yeah. Um, right? And I remember back in my day, oh God, I sound so old. Back in my day, it was like, I want the Jennifer Anderson haircut. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know... Yeah, they're just cute long layers. Yeah, right? You know? It was like, I want the Jennifer Anderson haircut. And it's just like, wow. Or, you know, yeah. I want, or I want Pink's haircut, you know? And we, it was yeah. it was back then more so based on a celebrity haircut. And that's what yeah. people would say. Whereas now we've got all these cool names like Chelsea haircut, butterfly haircut, you know. Um, What's the other, the big buzzword at the moment? Like the wolf cut. Wolf, yes. Do you know what? I was just like, thinking, I'm thinking, oh, like, what's like, the other one? You mean you mean a shag? Yeah. <laughs> you just want you just want a shag. But the the wolf haircut is a bit more like it's shorter at the front. Yeah. And then they tuck it behind their ear, and it kind of looks like you've got a disconnection when actually they tucked it behind their ears, yeah. kind of thing, you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, oh my goodness me! But before we get further into this, then yeah, been in the industry now for ten weeks, yeah. and. Previously, you were a PT, you was a gym owner. Yeah. And you've walked away from all of that. 
Yeah. How are you feeling now that you're 10 weeks into a new career in your 30s? Incredibly comfortable. It's a very, it's, it's a very welcoming community-based career. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. It's just like, like, there's just a feeling of warmth of like, you know, my classmates, but then other people who I know, friends and family, people online as well, who I don't know, I've never met, just so overjoyed for me and excited to see where I can go with it. It's, it's incredible. It's yeah. You know, like I, I'm, I'm built for this. Yes. Yeah. Like I, I love it. I think it's, it's the greatest move that I've ever done. Wowza. Yeah. Like I, I just, I feel completely at home when I'm at school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, get, I get to be myself. I think one thing, I don't know if we said it the last time we spoke or, but I've, I've said it many times to other people as well. With hair, I get to be unapologetically myself. And I think that's what's so that's what's so cool about the industry. Yeah. You this, know? this is such an eye-opening perspective hearing you say this because I've experienced a really different scenario in the industry. Yeah. And I wish now that I was only just coming into the hair industry now. And I think that social media, do you reckon? That's something. Social media plays a big role in it, but I think it is becoming more creative and community-based. Yeah. Whereas what I've experienced, it might have just so happened to be the salons that I worked in that they weren't necessarily all about the creativity. It was just like, you come in, you do your job, you do your highlights, you do your cuts, duck, 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 duck. And, and then also the community side of it, I, I never really got involved with the community. And I also okay. never felt I could be myself in the industry yeah do you reckon it was back when it was just all like client turn and burn just like yeah get her off the chair get her out the door like let's go like we've got another client coming as opposed to like really genuinely sitting down and caring about our client like what does our client want but I also think is this might be a bit woo woo but I think as time's gone on us as a society are starting to waken up to yeah. humanity. We're yeah. starting to open up to the fact that... Are we, about, are we about to credit COVID for something? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck COVID, huh? <laughs> Agreed with that. But no, what I'm saying, what I'm saying by that, sorry, I'll let you get back to it in a second. What I'm saying by that is, remember during the height of COVID, everyone, the comment out of everybody's mouth was, take care, take care. I mean, I used to say that before COVID anyway, like I'd get off the phone with somebody, have a good day, take care. Do you think that maybe because we said that so much that maybe it became such a, like a widespread thing? No, I haven't really experienced okay. this. <laughs> no, it's fascinating. I mean, God, I hadn't even thought about this. No, I think, I mean, I think, I'll tell you where I think COVID's played a part, is I think people realise that their job isn't everything and there's more to life than slaving away for somebody else 
And I think the energy of the world, the consciousness is starting to become ignited. And going back to your comment about social media, I think social media is allowing us as humans to find a space that mm -hmm. we can dive deeper into the world of what is reality? What are we really here for? Like people are becoming awakened to these things. And I think what I'm starting to see within the hair industry now and something that I, and the, mo the, the movement that I'm going on is, is finding the holistic side in the industry, the spiritual side, because I think that's where we're coming into that humanity side of things. And what I'm wanting to do is actually, hey guys and girls and people and humans and they and them, everybody, like we're one. We're yeah. not hairdressers and we're not barbers. We're actually, actually we're all hair professionals. Yeah. And I think that's why now and what I'm seeing and why I'm so happy to be hearing your experience being new in this industry because mm. I think this is what's being ignited within the industry now is this way of being utterly creative finding other ways of earning an income other than cutting hair I mean god it I means it's a big topic to, to peel back isn't it yeah and we could totally go into that more in another episode because mm. I'd love to really thought about it but I yeah I think COVID's brought out the, the side of us realizing that what 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 we're doing with our life if we're just bashing our heads against yeah. the wall 40 hours of the week mm -hmm. and not finding more things in life and yeah and that's what I mean I'm trying to think where I'm going with this now but I I think you're experiencing the hair entry very very differently to what I've experienced and I'm now wanting to implement stuff that I love within the industry yeah and for you to come from the health and fitness industry mm. into hair and beauty industry, you're still serving. You've moved over to the hair and beauty industry. For you, have you, so far, being in the hair industry, have you found there's quite a big difference in the way that you serve your clientele? Or actually, is it the same? What What do you... Nah, no, because, because I see... The way that I've always seen it is like it does it it's not necessarily like what you do, it's how you do. Um yeah, it yeah. Almost like put a wall up on that one. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't matter what you do, it's how you do. So like your client's your client. Mm -hmm. Just above and beyond, end to end service, it doesn't doesn't matter. So yeah. I haven't yeah, I haven't really found I don't think it's been any different. Mm. It's a lot different on other on other things, but that's the what as opposed to like the how and the yeah. why. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, in talking about what you were saying with COVID and people really realizing that there's more to life than just grind, grind, grind all the time. I think that that's one thing that's happened with me. Yeah. You know, like obviously with my business and we had been planning this for such a long time. It was a five-year project. Yeah. It wasn't supposed to be. It just happened to be. It was because of COVID, you know. We, we were about ready to go and then COVID became a thing. Yeah. And so all the business partners stayed back in New Zealand and they focused on running their businesses there. And I continued to 
part-time operate yeah. the business that I was managing at the time. And then, yeah, they came over and I left that job and we, it was, it was a good long, like 12 month slog of trying to get the business open. It was crazy. It's actually a year old, like today, actually, wow. which is crazy, yeah. uh, which is awesome. You know, great facility. I was in there the other day. It's awesome. Yeah. And they've built such a community, which is great. But back to what I was saying, I just went, I have no passion for this anymore. I don't even care. You know, I worked my ass off for 10 years to get to that point. And I just went, I don't even want to be here. Yeah. You know, like, don't get me wrong. Of course, I absolutely cared and still do care for that business. You know, absolutely care for it so much. But I just didn't care for the industry anymore. I just wanted to be out of it and doing something else. And it's such like a breath of fresh air to be doing this. Definitely. Would you say that? you'd gotten to the peak of your career in the health and fitness industry at that point, the fact that you'd, you'd become a personal trainer, you built your own clientele, you built a gym, you was working with people that were, you know, from what I understand when we last chatted, your friends as well. Yeah. Would, would you say that you was at a peak in your career as a personal trainer at that point when you started to realize these things of you going you know what actually I don't have passion for this anymore and I'm just slogging away and I'm not enjoying it yeah yeah just because I'd reached the ceiling mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I mean there, were, there was a couple of different things as well my business partners operated slightly differently to how I did and being careful here with the words that I select maybe created friction I yeah. think that friction covers the words because it was never like heads crashing together never but friction with the fact that I operate a certain way and the others operate a different yeah. way and, and there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. but I think that, that was another thing which led me to make this decision to get out as well so it was a combination of yes absolutely like you know re- hit the ceiling yeah yeah in the career but then also there was that as well so mm. yeah and what's been your experience <clears throat> of changing your career in your 30s mm. what's that been like for you tough tough mentally tough emotionally tough financially tough physically for the first couple of weeks too actually mm-hmm. my barber said to me are you good at being on your feet all day because you're gonna be on your feet all day like He'll have to build a bit of a strong back as well because you're going to have your arms elevated all the time. I was like, I'll be fine. Like, you know, I've, I used to work in cafes. Oh, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I work in gyms. It's fine. Like, you know, I stand up all day, all the time. He's like, he's like, okay. And then, like, after my first week of just doing like blow dries on my mannequin, I was just like, I'm so sore. I have muscles that I got muscles that I didn't even know were there. Like it was, it was mental. Mm. Yeah. But of course I'm fine now, you know, used to it, but no more like, yeah. Emotionally was amazing. Just like all of these things, like just hanging off in my brain, just like, this is so cool. This is so cool. Like, oh my God, look at that little technique. Look at that. Look at that. Like loved it. Um, and and that's one thing that I've really, really enjoyed. I think somebody asked me a question. I did like a <clears throat> like one of those question survey things on my Instagram a while ago. And somebody asked me like what's what's maybe like the coolest thing that you've learned mm. in your time so far? And I did apart from all the little techniques, 
and tricks that you learn along the way. I said the main thing that I think that I've really enjoyed learning is is about myself. Mm. I've learned so much about myself and and rediscovering and refinding that creativity, mm-hmm. that passion for creating things yeah used to do a bit of art in school and things like that and like graphic design and so it's was, it was kind of like back into that used to love doing that sort of thing was never very good at it I mean I wasn't bad but yeah. I wasn't like top of the class but I still loved it anyway I still had a flair for it so that's that's one of the things that I've really enjoyed the most rediscovering that creative side of myself it's been mm. so cool mm. mentally it's been tough financially it's been really tough yeah talk me through the financial side because I think when it comes to anybody changing career whether that's into the hair industry or not but obviously specifically we're talking about moving into the hair industry Mm. there is I think for so many people that is something that holds somebody back from Mm -hmm. taking that career change is the finances yeah so yeah, talk to me a bit more about those challenges and maybe your limiting beliefs around it or what was a fear? In the past, I've definitely had like limiting beliefs around that sort of thing. But that was through, you know, that was because of support networks at the time. Mm. Not They weren't bad support networks. They just weren't great support networks. Mm. Now I've got now I've got an awesome support network. You know, I've got, I've got Laura, my partner at home. She's so behind me. I've got her parents that are right behind me as well. Of course, I've got my parents that are in New Zealand. We're here in Melbourne. <laughs> so it's a little bit different. It's a little bit harder. But you know, I've got so many people in my corner that the future prospects outweighed the financial pressure and burden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And knowing it's so, just a temporary thing as well. That's right. Yeah. And that's why I've taken on four days as opposed to three. Three days is 12 months to get it done. Four days is between six and nine months. Mm. You know, I should be done. I should be done about like six months. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So it was that trade-off, you know, but even that aside, it was part of the support network, you know, was, was what's stopping you. Yeah. Just go go and do it. You want to do it. We'll make it happen. Mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. what really told you to turn towards the hair industry like in terms of I know before like, we've chatted and you said every time you got sat in your barber's chair you've always mm. kind of found it quite intriguing and things so what for you do you think really tipped you over that point of going you know what I am going to make this career change and what was it about the barber industry and going to see your own barber that gave you that interest and that power to go I want to try this this feels like me it's hard to pinpoint exactly what it was that did it for me but I think it was from having cut my own hair many times in the past prior to COVID yeah prior to COVID yeah even back even yeah even back home when I lived in New Zealand one day I was just like actually I didn't have a job at the time and I was living at home and I needed a haircut. I wanted it done. So I completely buzz cut my hair and then high skin faded it. And it wasn't a total disaster. 
Look at you compared go. To, yeah, compared to what I could probably do now, and again, I'm still fresh, you know, compared to what I could probably do now, it would, it would look like absolute chalk and cheese, but it wasn't a total disaster and I really enjoyed doing it and I did it again a week later. Mm. So it was just things like that. Like I just have always just really enjoyed doing it. Yeah, and you said to me that you, you know? always enjoyed going going to get your hair cut. You enjoyed yeah. seeing your barber and you know, you sort of got quite inquisitive with it through your barber and he directed you accordingly of sort of what you could go and do, the directions and things. Yeah, yeah. I've always felt like I've tried to stay ahead of trends. You've always been interested in the fashion side as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Look good, feel good. Mm. You know, mm. I credit my dad for that. Shout out to Keegan's dad. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to the girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I think like I've never not had an interest in it. Yeah. 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 Just constantly being plus there. My, plus my stepmom owned a shop. She doesn't anymore. She yeah. couldn't think of anything worse than cutting hair, but that's because she did it for like 30 years, you know? And that's like, the thing. That's yeah. the kind that I think yeah. so many of us in the industry now are starting to realise we don't want to be cutting hair five mm. days a week or six days a week until we're 65 there's so much Correct. more to do in this industry other than just cut hair that's you right know? there is now yeah. yeah there's so much more that you can do within the industry now that isn't just cutting hair absolutely be an educator you know yeah for, to name one thing yeah that's and that's just you one know? thing be yeah a, exactly be a podcaster in the hair industry yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah, welcoming other people to the industry, showing them what it's about, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I see you've reached over 300 followers on your Instagram account. <laughs> oh, mate, Tracking I'm so happy that you packed that. What's 400? Maybe, maybe if I'm lucky by the end of this month. What's the date now? So 15th, 14th? Yeah. So you know now what we need to do now is compete of who can get to 400 first. Yeah. Let's go. It's on. <laughs> I feel like we're going to be on this journey too. Like, right, 400, yeah. 500. You're always starting like 30, like 30 ahead of me though. So, you know, you, you always beat me there. <laughs> well, hang on. You <laughs> might override me. Come on, have faith. <laughs> <laughs> so talk me through building your brand because I love your branding colors I love how you've put that big trainee stamp or in training stamp on on your branding the colors just everything and I love how you're also posting pictures of your clients and making a point of saying thank you to them on on your social media so how did you go about branding if you know, you've, you're new in the industry, you've created your initial branding, which can change and evolve as time goes on. But yeah, like for anybody else that's, let's say, wanting to create like a brand for themselves, and this could go out to, for instance, the people um, that are at Bieber Academy or another college academy, whatever, what, what was your sort of take on building a brand for yourself? Hmm. Well, I know, I always knew that I was going to need it. Social media is so entwined in everything that we do now. It's, you know, yeah, you can't not have it, especially if you're new to an industry like myself or, or 
or, or new, new to work. You know what I mean? Like you've just come out of, come fresh out of high school. Every social media is everywhere. Mm-hmm. We can't wanna, escape. We can't escape it. And then, so you may as well get on board or otherwise you're going to be left behind. Yeah. Basically. So I always knew I was going to have to create a social media. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was, that was part of it. I think, you know, creating my brand, my personal brand, I just did it one day as well I just sat there I was I was bored at work and I just put it together because I was like well I've got to do it yeah. and I think that's one thing you know like just do it figure out the details later and actually that's and I and I'll, I'll credit a credit Grant Cardone for that I think I think he said that in one of his chats somewhere in YouTube at one point in time go and do it yeah. set it up and figure out the details later absolutely and that's what I did with my Instagram I just I went I'm going to create a logo it's not going to be anything fancy. I'll figure out the rest later. And I did create a logo and it was quite cool for the time being. But then like two weeks later, I had to rebrand it because I went, this is crap. And then it is the one that I've had for the last, was it now, like four months. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I found it really easy to share my content on there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, a big part of that was also about the fact that I found it really, really hard, really difficult to find any information on my school right and that's not a that's nothing against my school because I couldn't find much information about any schools in Melbourne via their social media to do with their barber course Mm -hmm. and so that was one of the that was another part of the reason behind setting up my brand was it was also about how am I going to have full book on my first day out of school. I need a social media account for that. Yeah. You know? Yes. (laughs) And I I went, how am I going to create that? Because I don't have a business yet. So how am I going to create that? And so I built my social media around what does it look like for me at school? What am I doing at school? And then from there, I knew, obviously, I would then start working on clients. But that was the basis of it was, you know, What's my school going to look like? What am I doing on my mannequin? And then it turned into doing client cuts. And ultimately that's where it started to skyrocket. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. But also, hmm. when we think about social media accounts, it's kind of our portfolio. Yeah. It's, it's part of our resume. It's part of our CV. It's like, hi, this is who I am. This is what I do. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and I'm in people's faces about it with my socials as well. Like, I got my business cards printed the other day, and yeah. it's just like got a QR code on the back of it, right? So people can just scan that and go straight through to my Instagram. Yeah. And the day that I got them, like, I was like, I was like the bucks at the strip club, like with just with one dollar bills, you know, like with my business cards, just like. Yeah, like yeah, like Oprah. You get one. You get one. You get one. Like I just gave them to everybody, and yeah, you know, like I'm just so in in people's face about my socials. I'm like, just more followers, more followers, more yeah. followers. Yeah, it's only gonna mean more down the track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been crazy. And with you wanting to build that sort of social engagement, yeah, and being in the hair industry now what do you want to bring to the industry and what impact do you want to 
create? What ripples do you want to generate in the industry? Have you got a vision for yourself? Mm. Yeah, so I've thought about it a little bit. Mm. And I think that my ultimate goal is to probably have some, is to probably be involved in training in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can just feel myself being that person and helping others. Yeah. Sharing your knowledge and yeah, and guiding people through what you've once gone through. Yeah, correct. I really enjoy being that sort of position of establishing my expertise. in something and creating that sense of knowing what I'm talking about or knowing what I'm doing. Does that make sense? Mm, Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm I'm not willing to hardline say that I want to, after a few years, maybe like go back and, you know, if the position was there, go back to my school and be an educator there or anything like that. I'm not willing to hardline say that yet, but like, I do know that I want to be a trainer of some, yeah, you want to educate Some others. Aspects. Like, yeah, hundred percent. That takes yeah. your fancy. It's like, oh, like if I'm gonna step into yeah. the hair industry and be a barber, it seems to me you're very much somebody who wants to share your experience and you want to share yeah. your knowledge. And yeah. by doing that, that's another way of how we can actually bring it back to the humanity side. It's how we can connect with one another, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all the time you're helping other people to better their selves whether that be on a professional level or a personal level yeah it's it's a way of actually surrounding yourself with other people that you want to be surrounded by you know yeah and completely it seems what you're saying like for you to be a trainer or an educator within the industry that enables you to connect with people who you once was, i.e. you right now in training. Yeah. And you can truly empathise with the journey that they're going on. Correct. Yeah. I think that where that idea came from is that within my school, and it's probably industry-based as well, goes back to what we we're saying about how the industry is so, like, hairdresser world, barber world, as opposed to, like, it being one mm. when it actually is one yeah absolutely we're all cutting hair that, yeah correct is that I sort of noticed that but that's one that that is one thing that I'll say which is great about my school I love my school I think it's probably the best school in Melbourne mm-hmm. um is that when we're doing our fundamentals you know the building blocks of everything that we do we're up there with hairdressers and of course they're doing different things but they're both like the educators up there are they're hairdressers and so I just respect them they know how to cut men's hair yeah they, of course they do but and because there's maybe only like two or three barbers coming through in in that month intake versus like five hairdressers yeah. five or six seven hairdressers that are coming through in the monthly intakes there, there was this divide yeah and it's nothing against my school that's the industry yeah yeah right but and of course, I didn't give a sh- I, I didn't care. But I could see how maybe like that may have an effect on other people. So I think that that's something that maybe I've already thought about. I've already actually spoken to school about. I want to come back once, once a fortnight just for one day and be up there and talk to the barber students 
and and be be the barber educator for like client blow dries and or just hair dries in general. Does that make sense to you though? Do you understand what I mean about that divide? Yes. Yeah. 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 Like I think that that's where I could give back quite yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we, we discussed this before as well <clears throat> when we chatted last time. In terms of the students at the academy, mm-hmm. is there anything specific that you've noticed with yourself being a mature student versus mm-hmm. then other students that are most likely going to be in their like maybe teens and early 20s? And then here you are, You've reached your peak in your health and fitness career, transitioned over to the hair and beauty industry, changed career in your 30s, and then you're being surrounded by younger people. I should imagine that could be a bit of a fearful yeah. thing for lots of people wanting to change career and go back to education is going, oh, but I'm going to be a mature student amongst young students. But how have you felt stepping into school again and going from scratch and being surrounded by potentially many students being younger than yourself yeah it was pretty scary the first couple of days definitely yeah thinking that was going to be all these little young guns running around and 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 that sort of thing but it it actually has been the complete opposite of that yeah you know like there's a guy who's now in cutting class with me his name's Nick great guy he look I don't know his age but I would say 50s mm-hmm just one day went on a cut hair wow. you know we've got mothers that are full-time students you know 40s and stuff like that like there's there's so yeah. such a range of age yeah. of age groups so you know like if anyone was worried about that stop just don't mm-hmm. you know I understand why you're worried about it just yeah. don't be yeah interesting on Tuesdays there definitely is because Tuesday is the main apprentice day because most shops are quiet on a Tuesday so they send their apprentices to school so there definitely is a lot of little you know young ones running around yeah but no there's such a range yeah nice and if you was to say anything to somebody thinking about getting into the hair industry what would it be I would say two things Mm -hmm. can I say two things yeah absolutely the first thing I would say is exactly what my barber said to me. Have you ever worked on your feet before? All day. Be prepared for it. Yeah. It's going to be a shock for the first wee while because you're going to be on your feet all day, every day. Get some good sole shoes. Mm-hmm. The, the second thing that I would say is what I've said to many people before, what Laura, my partner, said to me, what's stopping you? What's stopping you from being happy and doing the thing that you want to do? Mm. You know, and again, if you know, if COVID has actually taught us anything, it's it's really that like, do what makes you happy. Yeah, like do what you love. Like, don't let anyone else tell you what you can and can't do. Yeah, least of all the government, but that's something else. Story. <laughs> 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 yeah. Another episode. <laughs> Line them up. Oh, I love it. Is there anything else you kind of want to like add to add to our little chat today at all in terms of your experience so far? Anything else that you would like advise somebody that's looking to change career or yeah, anything you want to add before we yeah. wrap things up? Be a fucking sponge. Like take on everything. 
-hmm. you know, if I, if I was to say, you know, for like new students, you know, like who are new at the moment or, or who are about to start, not who are thinking about starting, who are about to start, like be an absolute sponge, like listen to everything. Mm. Don't stress so much, but, but absolutely just be a sponge. You know, if you see something, ask ask what they're doing mm. at your school wh wherever it might be like that that's something that i've done i made sure that when i was doing my assisting days so we do salon assist days at at school and i just i spent the time on the floor just standing around the cutters and 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 asking the cutting tutor like why have you why did you point cut there but then when you got further around the head you started blunt cutting important just, questions right yeah and and i had no say over that haircut that was being done but i watched the whole cut from where i was sat at the reception desk so i got to see the entire cut she explained to me why can i remember no i can't remember why she <laughs> specifically did that you. you know the day yeah. that you're gonna point yeah. cut here and then blunt cut here on your haircut yeah you will know why yeah exactly and i will always obviously know why at certain points certain cuts but with that specific cut I'm, I can't remember why she did did it in those certain points but I needed to know and that's a, that's my makeup that's how I am but that's you know again yeah just be a sponge like ask questions all the time like, there is never a silly question and we say that all the time with so many different industries and oh. everybody's heard everybody's heard that so many times but it couldn't be more true oh god yeah like, I mean, there people is, that like, don't ask because they're scared that it might be a silly question. It's like, no, actually, just ask it. Yeah, just ask it because then you're going to know. And actually, you might have thought the thought exactly the same as somebody in the other side of the room thought as well. And you're both too scared to ask it. And now I've told you and you've learned something. Yeah. You know, one yeah. thing that I've been told about this kind of thing is if you don't ask a question, you are robbing other people of knowledge. Oh, how good is that? Yeah, that's so good. Like, it's so true because like you say, if the other person is thinking the same question but doesn't want to ask it, there's these two people that are wanting to know an answer to a question, but the other people haven't thought about it. But yeah. if you ask that question, it then brings the awareness to them. You're, you're robbing other people of knowledge. Yeah, 100%. That's so good. That's so well put. I love that. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm taking that on. You can take that on. I'll give it to it's you. Lock, it's locked in. It's locked <laughs> in. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, absolutely. Be a sponge. And, and another thing that I would say as well is, it, is get in people's faces. And I don't mean that in like a roughhousing way or anything like that. What I mean by that is like, make yourself known. Everyone at my school knows who I am. <laughs> like, yeah. okay, I've, like, okay, I've got a boisterous personality and stuff like that. And maybe does it help that I've been in the service industry for a long time and I've confidently been in sales for a long time? Potentially, yes, absolutely. But what, I, what I'm just trying to say is make yourself known to people. Let people know who you are. Like, hey, I'm here. I'm here to learn. And I think because of that, that's allowed me to step a lot further forward in my studies versus had I have just like sat back and not asked those questions because everyone then knew who I was yes. 
I then didn't feel uncomfortable to ask that question anymore. Mm. I then also started seeing myself getting slightly more opportunities than others as well. So yeah, put your just yeah to new people, put your best foot forward. Love it. Absolutely, make people know who you are, and then just be be an absolute freaking sponge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Thank you, doll. That was great. What a way to sign off. Oh, I loved it. Keegan, just so much insight into a change of a career and mm. stepping into the barber industry and what it's like now, because there's something that you've said in today's episode that I, I didn't really quite know, or you've brought awareness to me about what your experience is in the industry right now. And I'm like, oh, wow. Even me just saying now, God, I wish I could be coming into the hair industry now with with a new light and a new head on my shoulders versus how I came into the industry 18 years ago. So it's really nice and refreshing to know there's a different light within the industry now than what I experienced. And I'm beginning to really think these days, Keegan, is I need to maybe like just what be the word? I need to give the hair industry a break a bit. Like in the mm. terms of, you know, I'm, I've, I know I have bad mouth a fair bit. And it's just because out of my own frustration, out of my own experience. Yeah. But maybe I need to give it a bit of a break and just go, you know what? Don't be so harsh on the hair industry, Fliss. Back off, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, girl. Just yeah. rein it in a bit. Or maybe... Maybe come up to Melbourne where it's a little bit more progressive and get away oh. from the country where it's just, you know, one or two shots. Oh, my goodness me. If only, if only. <laughs> I miss the beaches. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, obviously with my journey right now, wanting to get parent residency in Australia, I'm, I'm under sponsorship. I've got to be employed yeah. to get that parent residency. and. A bit like what we were talking about earlier on, a temporary change leads to a long-term gain. And that's the road that I'm going down right now. So yeah, as much as I'd love to be in Melbourne, I really would, or be up on the coast, on the East Coast. You know, this is my life right now. And I feel I'm in a really good spot in the sense I'm really happy with what I'm doing within the hair industry. So yes, I go to work. Yes, I cut hair. That's just literally my, it pays my bills. It's got a purpose. Mm. But the the side of what I'm doing now, the, the podcasting, creating this podcast, really started to take a niche in teaching yoga to hairdressers and barbers, talking about health and well-being within the industry, talking about leadership and, and getting involved with that. That's where I feel my energy is my good energy is going to go towards because yeah that's what I'm passionate about I'm passionate about making sure those in the hair industry don't have an experience like what I've had and making sure that I'm putting a voice out there to say work for a barbershop or work for a salon that is aligned with your own values and your own ethics yeah so yeah find a team who you want to be surrounded by because yeah. my problem and what I've had in the past is is I've worked for a shop that's not in line with my values, not in line with my ethics. Maybe even then I didn't even know what values were and I didn't know what ethics were. 
had I and if I did hear about them well did I know what mine were yeah and and I've said this to you before Keegan and you must you're bound to know the saying is you know the five people you spend your most time with is who you become of course yeah absolutely heard that said it it many times in my life yeah 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 100 percent yeah you know put the good in the industry that we we got to put what we want to see into the industry right like yeah absolutely you you know you're thinking about the educational side because that's the that's the good that you want to see in the industry that's what you've been fascinated by and for me on my level it's like well mine's the health and well-being side I'm I'm Mm. interested and want to invest in hairdressers and barbers health and well-being and things so yeah thank you so much for bringing lots of insightful things to the table today and I reckon for the students at Bieber you know like you're going to be in their face I'm on a podcast go and listen to this episode yeah yeah well you know I'll be sharing it so yeah I'm so excited so so excited to get it out so thank you so much for your time I really appreciate it pleasure love chatting yeah always always available for a chat if you've enjoyed this episode or any other episodes and love listening to a wholeness podcast please do leave a review and share it on your socials it really does help spread the word to find keegan on socials search k.w.barber go give him a follow and watch him on his journey Join me every Wednesday for a wholeness podcast. I'll catch you real soon. Peace, love and light.